things I think about. Hey, family, welcome to today's segment of Things I Think About. I just saw a post on Facebook this morning. Shout out to Purpose Destiny for posting this. I thought it was really, really, really funny. Um, let me back up from this mic before y'all hear the, you know, all of that. So let me back up. But anyway, it was it was uh, posted by Purpose Destiny. And he posted that, uh, why do we go to the grocery store and, and spend $500 on groceries just to stop at a fast food restaurant on the way home? And I thought, oh my God, that is so true. But no judgment though. I'm, I'm, I'm so guilty of that. But see, the problem is when you have a spouse like mine who does refrigerated inventory on a daily basis I can't just do what I used to do when I was single, how I used to go to the, you know, I can do whatever I want to do when I was single. I can, hey, I can, I can live a La Vida Loca with, with, with my money, whatever. So now I, when I go to the fast food, I got to kind of eat it in the car before I get home. So, and then I got to dispose of the evidence in the garbage can in the garage so that I don't, you know, look like an unfit mom, but don't judge me. Anyway, I thought that was so true because um, about what Purpose Destiny said. But my husband is such an inventory kind of guy that I'm like, dude, just he'd be like, we got this leftover from the other day. This I said, those are leftovers. Listen to the words leftovers. They need to be left over there. They need to be left over there in the garbage can. Look, I don't want to eat that, sir. You can say I got issues me and my husband probably need like refrigerator counseling or something like that i don't know y'all pray for me in these streets things i think about Hey family, just wanted to come talk to you today about something really serious and a serious topic, um, suicide. We are in the holiday season and suicide rates tend to increase because people are going through a tremendous amount of, of grief and, and trying to cope even with just everyday life. Um, over the past week, a uh, young man by the name of Stephen Boss, he goes by Twitch. He was a DJ on the Ellen Show. And he recently uh, took his own life, death by suicide. And I felt led to come and talk about um, that today because it is such an important topic. And so let me just go over a few uh, statistics. 12.2 million adults seriously thought about suicide in 2020. 12.2 million adults thought about it seriously. 3.2 million adults made a plan meaning they thought about it and they actually planned it out. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a kill myself this way, that way, or this way. 1.2 million adults actually attempted suicide. They thought about it, had a plan, attempted it, and probably ended up in a hospital, you know, and may have been debilitated or, or some kind of disability because they attempted it and, and they didn't succeed. Um, and f- over 45 thousand people died by suicide in the United States in the year of 2020. That means there is one death every 11 minutes in the United States through suicide. And men are four times 
higher to commit suicide than women. Four times more likely. Meaning we have got to have conversations with our men. We have got to um, talk to our men because they're going through some pressures. Men, uh, families, uh, I'm sorry, husbands um, can be going through some some serious pressures of trying to um, be a man of a household, financial, wanting to do better for their family, feeling that they're not doing better having insecurities, feeling that they're not enough, feeling that they're not worthy. You have a man in your life, try to encourage them. I don't know, encourage them with a text, tell them I'm thinking about you, text a song, text a funny joke. Just keep that line of communication open and and build the men up in your family. Build everybody up, really, but especially especially men. Um, because it's, you know... I know what you're thinking. Well, my the man in my life ain't all that. Well, you're you're not either. Okay, come on, somebody, you're not either. So let's operate in grace. Let's address what we need to address, um, but let's do it in love and in grace, um, so that we're not tearing people down. You know, we're building people up. So um, this young man um, committed suicide and. I prayed for his family this morning and um, he not only took his life, but he took his family's life, like the life, the spirit of them living. Not only are they grieving, his wife is probably going to go through something called, um, uh, I can't think of it right now, uh, where um, survivor's grief, thank you, Lord, survivor's grief, grief, where she's going to play this in her mind. She's going to really need support and really need counseling and really need prayer. Um, she's going to go on her mind. What could I have done? Or what did I not do that this happened? How did, how could I have not seen it? How did I not notice it? And I, and that's what I'm praying for her and for her children, um, who lost their father. Um, which let me know this young man was so happy. He was on TikTok dancing with his wife. If you talk to anybody that knew him, when you read the postings or whatever, they always say he was so happy. I would have never thought, I would never thought he would have done this. You know what? Anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide. That face looks totally different now. It's not in the bed, covers pulled, uh, curtains uh, pulled closed, don't want to go to work, don't want to go out to community. We are dealing now in this in this season, functional people who are dealing with depression. So functional depression, functional anxiety. These are people who are going to work, who are participating, who are showing up present physically and, 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 and from what you can see emotionally, but on the inside, it's a whole tornado, a whole tsunami of things going on that you would have no idea. So now I, as a social worker, I don't even, I, I ask everybody, are you okay? Because I knew what I went through. My personality is so strong that I was going through the worst time of my life when my brother passed away, was always battling um, with anxiety and not that I got some mental illness and nor do you. It's just, we got to learn how to manage our thoughts better and manage our minds. That's what it is. I don't believe in diagnosis. I don't, I don't believe in that. I do believe that uh, there are certain criterias 
I believe in symptoms. I don't believe in diagnosis. I believe in symptoms of the deeper problem. The deeper problem is we have to learn tools and techniques, physical, uh, natural and spiritual tools and techniques to manage our minds, to uh, renew our minds, right? So that, that we can live peaceful. And that's a, man, I, I don't even want to say that's a day by day thing. That's a minute by minute, second by second, nanosecond by nanosecond. Um, I check on people who are functional, who look like they, they wouldn't even have any mental illness or mental, um, challenges going on. Right. Um, because depression and anxiety and suicidal thoughts don't look the same the way it used to. So check on, I'm, I'm telling you now, check on everybody. People who look like they strong, people who look like they high on on life and doing well, check on those people. Because what I've seen lately in the news of people committing suicide, these are people who their family members never thought, never thought in a million years that that they would that they would die by suicide. So um, we wanna we wanna check on our loved ones. I wanna end with this. Um, I there was a training and I received this training and it was called mental health first aid. And it's still kind of out there. And mental health first aid was likened to regular first aid, you know, somebody having a physical emergency and another person would go to their rescue and get them t- to the care that they need to save their life. That's, that's kind of the just a mental health first aid. Somebody having a mental health crisis um, that someone would go to their aid um, and help them and do an intervention or be support and get them to the next level to, to, to maybe, you know, help save their life. So I went to this training. It was a week long. And um, the facilitator who who trained us, she did an exercise. And I'm going to end with this. And this exercise was, I didn't realize how powerful it was. She said, as far as, as a part of this training, that she said, you have to ask people around you this question, no matter how uncomfortable it may be. Pull them to the side and ask them this. Are you suicidal? And she said, let's do an exercise. We were, eight of us were sitting at a table. It was like four tables of eight. We were all sitting at this circle of table, eight, my group of eight. And She said, look to the person to the left of you and ask them, are you suicidal? I looked to the person to my left. I asked them, what are you suicidal? This was, this was the profound moments. The person that was to my right and looked to me and asked me, was I suicidal? I literally felt a weight. There was a, there was a clearance in the room. I felt a weight lift off of me, a lift off of me. And and it, it probably wasn't for me because at that time I wasn't suicidal. I wasn't thinking about suicide or anything like that. I, and I think it was probably I felt the weight of somebody else in the room lift. And I thought once you ask somebody that question, you expose what they're going through. I always tell people it's like this. When you go in a room and the lights are out and it's completely dark. You get to walking in there, you're probably going to stub your toe. You're probably going to run into something. You're probably going to hurt yourself. But once you turn that light on, you're able to see everything. 
once you ask somebody if they are suicidal, it exposes, it takes what they were dealing with internally and brings it on the outside. Now discussion has to happen. Now something has to happen because now it's out there. And even if they didn't say yes or no, they 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 know that there's an aware, uh, uh, awareness of what's going on. So I challenge you today to ask someone and I don't care if they're happy. I don't care. Just pull them to the side. This may be so uncomfortable, but do it. Trust me. It may save somebody's life. Ask your friend, ask your sister, ask your brother, ask your mother, ask your neighbor and let, and be led by it. You know, be led to be led. If you sit there and it comes to you, ask them, you know, are you suicidal? Or not even that. Have you ever thought about recently taking your own life? Because some people don't know what the word suicide means. I'm just being real. You may have to ask them, have you ever thought about taking your own life recently? They may not say anything and they may not say nothing at that moment. You may get a call four days later and say, oh, my God, thank you for asking me that. And then it'll open the door to to, uh, a conversation and maybe some help that that person may need. So I want you all to be blessed today. And I want um, you all to just enjoy life. Listen, don't take your thoughts seriously. We all have a tendency to worry. The problem is we take our thoughts way too seriously. It is not the thought that comes in your mind. Listen to me. This is where the victory is. It is not the thought. It is not the content of the thought. The thought could have been scary. It is not the thought that comes in your mind because you cannot control that. It is how you respond to it. And these thoughts, these intrusive thoughts may come back to back to back saying that you're not nothing. It may be scary thoughts of a loved one is going to pass away. And it's constant, constant, constant. And you're like, why do these thoughts keep happening? It's not because you're crazy. It's not because you have a mental illness. It is because your primitive mind is trying to protect you. And and because you responded to it in fear, it feels like it wants to give you the thoughts on overload to protect you. I know it sounds like, you know, counterproductive or whatnot, but it's true. That is the neuroscience of your brain. However, it is not the thoughts that come to you is how you respond change your relationship with anxiety, change your relationship with depression, change your response, change your response. What should your response be? Don't take these thoughts seriously and label the thoughts. Oh, I see you anxiety. Oh, that's, that's thought number 3,999.22777. This is what I'm saying. Okay, you guys, I'm done for today. Tune into the next show. If you can, if this show is helping you, please leave a comment. Also, if you would like, and I would like you to, follow us on Facebook at My Daycare Podcast. And soon I will be going on YouTube. (laughs) Y'all pray for me, but I, I think I should. And so just pray that the Lord give me guidance on that. Love you all. Take care. If you or a loved one are suffering with suicidal thoughts, please call the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 988. Three numbers, 988. Give that number to a loved one or use it yourself in a time of need. Again, Suicide Prevention Lifeline, that's 988. Love you, family.